Hey everyone, welcome to uh, the IGN UK podcast, a very sweaty IGN UK podcast as the thermometers burst under the heat of this unusually British summer. Kez, how does somebody like you, who is fair of skin and complexion and hair and everything, mind you, it's, it's bleached. So it's, yeah, uh, I was though previously also quite fair of complexion. You still are? Yeah. Well, how, how, are you, how are you coping? It's so hot. I went back to Edinburgh last week and it was 28 degrees. I didn't know how to react. That's never happened in no, Scotland. No, it's literally never happened before. An American friend of mine was over visiting. He's like, I don't know why you guys are always complaining about your weather. It's beautiful. It was. It was. The, we were sitting outside, having a meal on a terrace in Edinburgh in July. I was so confused. That's strange, Luke. How have you been coping in the heat? Oh, I'm all right. Well, I don't know. I'm kind of a bit mocha skinned, and yet I don't <laughs> like. I don't really. Dusky skin. A bit racist, but racist. It's fine about myself. Can you be racist, racist about, about yourself? Well, that's well, the well, I question, think nowadays you can be racist about yourself. Yeah, well, either way, I'm, you can be racist about I'm, anyone. I'm dusky Equal opportunity. Are you racist for saying he can't be racist against himself? I, I, yes. Oh, yes, I, I, I do try to be racist, but comedy racism. <laughs> but comedy racism, yeah. which is comfortable, the like, you know, one. grandfather racism. Yeah, um, it doesn't hurt quite so much. But yeah, no, so I've actually, considering that I, I'm used to this, I don't like it at all. I don't like the sun. Really? Wow. I quite like it when it's cool. I'm one of these yeah. annoying people who's like, oh, it's too rainy. Um, and then it's sunny and I'm like, what is this? I didn't ask for this. How about you, Stu? Well, I don't mind, you? don't mind the heat at all. I'm really quite happy in this kind of weather. I absolutely adore it. I, you know, I, I just bask in it because we've seen, we've had, we've had a long winter. It's we been like Game of Thrones. Have. We've had a winter for like six years yeah. without any fucking sun. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I want to just puncture a myth about gamers. And their stench in hot weather. Mm. Is this actually a thing? I mean, you know, you it hear it talked con. about and yeah. Now, is it going to be racist to say that's because they're German? <laughs> <laughs> is, I don't know. I don't I know. think that's not true because it's exactly the same at E3. <laughs> um, I think it's just whenever you get a bunch of men in a place, it starts to smell a bit. Maybe it's the same at football matches in summer. It smells I a bit know. funky. I, I, I don't know because they're, 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 there's, there's kind of... There's a difference between smelling a bit hot and sweaty with deodorant and, and, yeah, and, yeah. and just fucking reeking. The There's so many people thereof. on the tube who just don't wear bloody deodorant. It's ridiculous. Stick it on. Yeah. It's the, the tube especially. It really does alert you to the lack of hygiene of your fellow man. Mm. Right. So you, so what we're saying is it's not just gamers in general that, that stink in the hot weather. No. I think it's people. People stink people in hot weather. Stink, yeah. The main problem with hot weather for me is my hair. My hair is very important to me as anybody who's looked at my hair will probably notice because I spend far too much time fiddling about with it and in the heat it just doesn't do it it just sits on my head it just sits there I was actually thinking how nice it looks oh thank you Stu that's very nice I think it suits you being a bit closer to your head the way it hovers like a foot above your head normally (laughs) and and travels behind you I always think it's a strange look Cousin it. It's a bit weird. That's the big problem with summer is that there's a certain like I tend to get kind of red, sweaty, and have shit hair for all of summer. Uh, but, um, <laughs> which is a, which is a minus. Winter point. of the dating months. Some, for yeah, McDonald's. yeah, it's true. Some people really suit summer though. Like so a lot, especially a lot of women kind of wander around, you know, in a lovely tan, kind of nice, nice dresses and stuff, and, yeah. and look nice in summer. It's just, I just don't suit summer. It's not my season. I'm, I'm, being a, an old sexist man, I have to say I love summer for that very reason. Brilliant. There are so many beautiful. Beautiful women on there the is nothing of wrong with appreciating beautiful people in summer. See, I turn really quickly, so I's like, I'm out there for a day, boom, He's done. Yep, yeah, job done. Tops off. Don't need it anymore. Just striding down the streets. I did notice actually at Glastonbury because we had a sunny Glastonbury. Just how beautiful everybody is. It's just lovely, beautiful young people in in you know summer clothes. I yeah, was really enjoying that. Booth. That's all the ones that work in PR, and that's why. <laughs> yeah, yeah, funnily enough, and yeah, media. yeah. 
What else is everybody up to then this week? I'll tell you what we did last night, which is good fun. Uh, and if you came along, uh, you'll know what I'm talking about. If you didn't, you won't have a clue. So I ought to really get to the point. Uh-huh. Which uh-huh. is the following... Dot, dot, dot. Dot, dot, JP20. Hashtag JP20. Jurassic Park, 20 years old, if you're in England. If you're in America, slightly more than 20 years old. Slightly. Can't can't remember. Only by a couple of months or something. Mm. So we celebrated. We went down to Jimmy's Loading Bar down in uh, lovely Soho uh, and just ran the film. Ran the film on a little DLP projector off a PlayStation 3. On a big sheet of plastic. On a big sheet of plastic, (laughs) yeah. Which worked quite well, I think. Yeah, it was good. Uh, And yeah, it was fun. It was good fun. We had a nice little turnout. Not too many people because Jimmy's Bar is quite small. But mm. uh, it's worth having, it's worth poking your head around the door if you are in London and you fancy uh, a gaming bar. Because Loading bar and so. Yeah, that's pretty much the only one in London, isn't it? I think it is, so, yeah. It's the only one, I think. It's called Mad. There is also a, a game, uh, an e-sports cafe in Soho, but even I'm too... Uh, There's an e-sports one as well. In, that place. There's one in Islington as well that's just opened that I was going to check out at hmm. some stage and then I realised that e-sports scare me. But so, thanks, thanks for coming along to Jurassic Park because uh, it was really nice to see all, yeah. all, our, all those familiar faces. It was really good fun. We should was, do more stuff like that. I'd like us to do more film screenings. I it, suggest. Was, yeah. it was definitely an IGN UK production. Yeah. You know, the plastic held up with duct tape on the walls. Oh, yeah. It was great. Nailed it. I was really, I was <laughs> no, that was the missing. problem. We didn't nail it. If we had it, it wouldn't have fallen <laughs> down. You see. Oh, boom. I want us to do Blade Runner. I, I really want us to do a screening of Blade Runner because I love that movie. Yeah. And we could like all have noodles while we watch it. Oh, very nice. Yes? Jimmy um, and Jimmy's designer made a shop menu for Jurassic Park. Mm including everything from chocolate dinosaur eggs to turkey dinosaurs and incredibly inventive shots. Aww. 20 shots, though. Bit much. How many did you have? I didn't do any. I can't have spirits. You didn't do- oh, of course yeah. not. You're, you're violently ill on spirits, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, they make me really sick. Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't How have any spirits. can't have any spirits. No, you never, she never drinks spirits. Just, I think it's, just, it's wine and beer for you, isn't it? It's wine and beer only for yeah. me, yeah. yeah. Poor me. A lovely, lovely oh, cocktail. Yeah. <laughs> wine and beer cocktail. <laughs> I went, when I went to Jamaica, I was having rum for two weeks. I was seriously, seriously unwell. <laughs> I got back and there was like three days of just not being able to really do anything. Grim. Not good at all. That's a shame. Mm. Um, we've had a really cool interview up on the site this week yes. that we, we slashed into three disparate pieces because it seemed to work quite well that way with some geezer who was responsible for the, the birth of the PlayStation 4. Tell us a bit about that. Well, well he's a lovely man. Mark Cerny. <laughs> Mark Cerny. Mark Cerny, he of Knack fame. Um, Daniel went to interview him. Yeah. We've got three videos about the PlayStation 4's kind of genesis and about its games and also about the kind of near future. Not the far future, because Sony didn't want to talk about that, but the, the near future. They're really cool interviews. I highly suggest watching them. If you've He's got, a very uh, intense man. He is, isn't he? he was, um, it's he's so odd, smart. It? Yeah, that's the thing. He's so smart. We were kind of, we were not warned exactly, but we were advised um, before we did the interview that he, he, he just won't take any shit from you, basically. Yeah. He'll, he'll like, he'll say his piece and that's it. And you're not going to get anything further out of him. So it's, it's quite an, it's quite a tough man to interview. But I think Kroops did a fantastic job. Yeah, he did. Got Completely. some really interesting stuff out of him. And it's just good to sit down for, for 20 minutes with the guy who is the daddy of, of you know, the console that everybody is excited about. It's so weird. With, being, being with apologies to, to Xbone. You know? <laughs> yeah. Being able to actually talk to these people is brilliant because um, you, get, you get so much more. You know, traditionally, we've not been able to ever talk to these people. They've been kind of kept away mm. from the press and it's awesome to be able to, to speak to them properly. Yeah. What, what is weird, though, looking at kind of the rushes of that, um, that interview, he is kind of very... He's quite shy and quite withdrawn. And like, I was at Develop last week seeing him do his keynote and he's so out there. He's so kind of chatty and so Brilliant kind of presenter. you know engaged. Mm. And you just think, wow, this is such a confident guy. Then he steps off stage and right back into himself. Yep. Just done. Yep. Not that it's really, really weird. Interesting stuff. Oh, I'll tell you what else we're doing as well. Uh, we're recording the podcast 
in our <laughs> games room, surrounded by tea chests, uh, debris, detritus, uh, and, and we're looking cables. at uh, cables, and we're looking at anything works. And I tell you for why. And this is also probably the last time on the IGN UK podcast that you may hear any sort of sirens outside because yeah. we are packing everything up, ready for something exceptionally exciting that's happening next at the end of ne- uh, the end of next week, next Thursday and Friday. We are moving office. Hooray! Finally! It's been going on for approximately 400 years, this office move, so I'm quite pleased that it's happening. Because, uh, you know, because we we are so loved and so adored throughout the uh, known universe, IGN UK has pretty much outgrown our current office at the end of Oxford Street. So we're moving into a funky new office. It's going to look amazing. We're going to have all new facilities, uh, so we're going to be able to bring you even more exciting uh, gaming news. Loads more video stuff. We are going to have a party. We're going to have a party that involves you guys. Unfortunately, it's not lining up with Podcast 200. That was our no. original plan. So it's going to be a but, bit later in the year. So if you can if you can hold on for for a delayed podcast two hundred party, we're gonna we're gonna invite yeah. people into our new office. And if you're happy to join in the collective lie with us, that's um, yeah. that'd be lovely. Yeah. Although we do have some plans for podcast two hundred. Yes, that we're not we do. Yeah. Well. But yeah, no, no, the event will be later. What we should do is podcast two hundred point one, like like Microsoft did with Windows eight. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We'll, we'll do podcast two hundred. Then we'll do a point one, which, which is, is the, the real version. Podcast the real version. Yeah. Let's forget the old one. That podcast two hundred relaunch. Um. Oh yeah. Talking of podcast two hundred. We're probably going to run loads of the best bits from the previous 199 podcasts. So, if there's a particular moment that you remember from the dim and distant past, or even something a bit uh, a bit more recent that you'd like to hear again, I suppose you could actually just replay the episode yourself. Replay the but what we'll try and do is, is maybe kind of lash together some some kind of best of bits of the last. Uh, Four years? Four years nearly. Wow. Send us your favourite moments, especially from, seeing as Stu's the only person left who's been here for, I think, the entire, apart from Alex. Yeah. Oh, and Tilly, actually. Yeah. What was that one Alex Send, did? send us your old ones, especially. That- Trade L time bar. Trade L time bar. I need fact, to hear that. Do you know, fuck moment. it, I'm just going to loop that for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's Podcast 200 that, right that there. That was a classic, classic <laughs> yeah. moment in podcast history. Yeah, we've all been thinking about our favourite podcast moments. So Trade if you could share yours, bar. our email address... We're sorry, it's a little bit awkward, but our email address is IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. You can also get us on Twitter at IGN UK and on Facebook at IGN UK. And they might be the better ways to do message it. Us, message <laughs> oh, us. Oh, no, IGN U- underscore UK, IGN underscore, oh, fucking IGN hell. underscore UK, UK feedback, feedback yeah. at IGN.com. I'm bringing it down right that's, there. That's, uh, that now works perfectly fine. We're getting your feedback. We got some yeah. feedback this week. Thank you guys for braving the underscore. We shall bring up, uh, yeah, we'll do the feedback a little bit later. Do yeah. uh, If you want to do any kind of jingles or, or any kind of shout outs to celebrate 200 as well, that would be that would be good fun. So yeah, that would be lovely. Have a um, we'll have a bumper um, huge we have, episode. We could have some mm. pics as well if we need new like Facebook covers yes, or anything. Stuff. I'm excited Just do stuff. Oh, fuck it, man. If you want to, I'll tell you what, let's have a new podcast theme. Do us a new podcast theme. Yeah. There you go. That's your challenge. What's Manus it? Noble, you're, you're if you a, love uh, us, you'll do Manus this. Manus Noble's us. one of our listeners. You're, yeah. you're a composer, aren't you, Manus? Do his one. Is he nodding furiously at the I, I presume so in the ether. At the MP3. Let's head on to the news. news. First bit of news we have this week is about Microsoft. Uh, and things are working out really well for the Microsoft Surface RT tablet. Really? No, not uh, really, oh. no. Um, <laughs> they've lost. How can I put this? <laughs> A shit ton of cash. $900 million wow. have been lost by Microsoft on Surface RT. In, well, it's in, not quite a billion. Not, just under a billion. Just, just under. And just do you reckon that's what they take to take home from the meeting? But you know here's, here, here's the thing. This is, this, is the, this is the Surface RT tablet, which, yeah. which is just a waste of everybody's time. Because obviously there are two Microsoft Surface tablets. There's a Microsoft Surface tablet. Fine. It runs Windows 8 and you can run all your normal software on it. 
thumbs up. Then there's the Microsoft Surface RT tablet, which uses a different kind of processor and therefore doesn't run all the normal Windows software. See, I didn't know that. I thought there there were only one Surface. No, two types of Surface. Normal Surface, Surface RT, which is a complete waste of everybody's time. Wow. Which is why nobody's buying it. Why are you going to buy something that is fundamentally crippled and, even though it says Windows on the box, kind of isn't Windows? Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know why they thought that was a good idea. Does it have three OSs, like the Xbox One? No, just just, just the one. But you see what... I, I keep harking back to this podcast after podcast. Apple got it right. OS X for desktop stuff and your laptops, and then iOS for tablet devices and phones. That's kind of what mm. you know Microsoft should have thought about, rather than trying to you know. And these these things even look the same. These tablets even look the same. It's just one of them's called RT, and that one runs on a different processor, so therefore can't run normal Windows software. Microsoft Surface retweet. <laughs> Re- retard, more <laughs> retard, like yeah. pretty much. Retired. Uh, that, this doesn't surprise me enormously because for the last six months. Every single time I've played a video on 4OD, yeah. there have been three adverts. One for Surface, one for Microsoft Windows 8, and one for freaking Internet Explorer. Oh, one. Internet Explorer, yeah. yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's got a catchy jingle. Every si- I, don't know, I can't even think about how much money they must have spunked on and plastering it amount. They've, I also said that it's not written on this piece of paper what I has in front of me, but I, I was reading uh, something the other day. Microsoft Surface tablets make up a whopping... 2% of all tablets. Wow. Wow. They've nailed that, haven't wow. they? Wow. Well done. And those are those adverts had such high production values Didn't as well. they, yeah. Like, and they were incredibly irritating. Never oh, got gotcha. worth so much. That was it, yeah. pretty much. All that clacking Incredibly noises. annoying. Yeah. Just the click, clack, click, clack, click, clack. Well, yeah. you know, great. Oh, yeah, here's here's your Surface tablet. And uh, it if makes you, a good if, clicking if you'd noise. Like a, if you'd like a, a keyboard with that, which also works as a cover, that'll be an extra couple of hundred dollars. I know. Where, fuck you, man. An extra couple of hundred dollars? Yeah, yeah, that's how much it was at launch to get this kind of weird kind the of... One of the I thought that would have come with it. No. That is ridiculous. No, 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 that's, no. Um, that's an accessory. Uh, Microsoft have not released specific sales statistics. IDC figures for Q1 placed Surface sales at under a million. Wow. Under a million. I mean, That's crazy. You wonder if the release of the Xbox One, if it has some, you know, the connectivity might boost it? Maybe? Do we know? Probably not. Probably Why would not. it? Why would it? I mean, you know, who, who, the thing about Glass is that it works across all formats, doesn't it? It works yes. with your iPad, it works with your Android yeah, yeah. That's device. one of the reasons smart glass is smart. Exactly. Therefore, why bother going with something that's completely... Crippled. Yeah, crippled, for yeah. want of a better word. I don't know. Maybe, maybe somebody listening has purchased a Surface yes. and they're happy with it. In which case, get in touch with us. We'd like to hear from you. We that like one it. person out there yeah. somewhere. <clears throat> There's always an evangelist for everyone. I met somebody who was really into the Engage. Oh. oh, genuinely loved their Engage. Really, well, I'd get them sectioned for that. If you don't remember, <laughs> if you don't remember the Engage, it was Nokia's foray into the brief foray into the game Incredibly poor, um, like phone Game Boy combo that came mm. out about two thousand. There was like an, a Sonic exclusive for it. Was you had there? to hold it to your head like a taco in order to speak into That's it. That's right. It was, it was a, a big, running hefty joke. thing. Yeah, yeah, but my 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 friend, my friend Luke, not you, Luke, a different Luke. No, um, friend, Luke, friend, not <laughs> colleague, not friend, colleague. not colleague. Friend. Let's get that a straight. Luke, I actually like. Yeah. Uh, oh. Slides. I love Luke. There we go. Yeah, yeah, clear which one. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, he he had an engage for years, and he still talks. But he still he still talks up. Mad person. Mental. I um, 
Well, but you had a, one of those Sony PlayStation phones, didn't you? With the thing, the slide out I did, thing. I did. You had a PlayStation Xperia phone? Xperia Z Xperia thing. Whatever. I got it for free, to be fair. Oh, well. In the, I, I, there yeah. you go. I didn't use it very much, but yeah, I had one of those for a little while. Wow. And they were all like, yeah, we're going to launch PlayStation games on it. It's going to be awesome. And then three weeks later, <laughs> nothing. nothing. Still just Crash Bandicoot. Just Crash Bandicoot. Hey, the Crash do, Bandicoot You could do worse than Crash Bandicoot. What's the worst phone you've ever had then, do you think? Oh, the Xperia Z probably... That's yeah. not fair. It's it's not that terrible. I'm pretty young. I had a Nokia 3310, which I liked. Yeah. Um, 3210 was the classic model. Didn't like... I got a Motorola Razr, but it was like the second generation of Razr. So whereas the first ones were all like thin and quite nice. Oh, that was the snappy phone. Yeah, well, this one was a bit kind of fatter. Didn't like that. And then I had a, one of the bigger Nokias that was a bit shit. When I was in Japan, every single phone is a, is, a, is a snappy phone. Really? Every, they don't really do smart... Well, they've kind of gotten on smartphones now, but when I was there in 2008, they just didn't do smartphones. Everybody had these ridiculous... Like, and everyone used to de- decorate them with, like, giant, like, rocks and diamonds and stuff and, like, ridiculous decorations. <laughs> yeah. and, you, and I had, like, a... I had a giant foam donut that was, like, what a foam chart. Okay. So they would fit in my bag. I'd just kind of find the giant foam donut my little phone yeah, would be right. attached wow. to the end of it. That's beautiful. But I, it's because Japan had, you know, cool mobile phones, like, t- 15 years before we did, but then they never really upgraded them when smartphones came out. Were they into pages as well? Because obviously in the yeah. States, pages were a big thing for a long time. I really time. wanted had, a pager a... when I was a kid and everyone was like, you've got like a mobile, why do you need one? And I was like, well... It's a pager. To be paged. I can pretend I'm on the wire. <laughs> I know. Or like, I'm a doctor. And <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, needed, a, I'm, I'm a drug dealer. Th- hey, Dr. Luke. <laughs> I know, I'm needed in theatre. I'm either a drug dealer or a doctor. The Darling, I'm needed in theatre. I'm needed in theatre, I must go. <laughs> Precocious 12-year-old me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous. Oh, dear. Okay, what else is happening? Um, right, well, Ubisoft have been a bit... Well, this should shock no one. Ubisoft has announced they are not interested in games that can't be made into franchises. So it came about that they were chatting to um, um, the A-List Daily about Watch Dogs, um, and they were asked, you know, are you planning sequels? And Tony Key, who who is the Senior Vice President of Sales and Marketing for the company, said, absolutely, that's what all our games are about. We won't even start if we don't think we can build a franchise out of it. There's no more fire and forget. It's too expensive. It is. So there you go. Hmm. Um, Ubisoft and I guess kind of everyone it's only franchises from here on out everyone in AAA anyway well there you go which obviously the whole everyone's like no spoilers but The Last of Us everyone like sequel sequel well I guess there's your answer because Mm. if it's made money anything that's successful will get a sequel Mm. which is not a bad thing in and of itself no but Surely you can't call it The Last of Us 2. Well, you don't, you <laughs> the second Last We're of Us. We're also The Last of Us. Found another Last of Us. <laughs> yeah, found another the last very one. Last there was one over us. there. The very Last of Us. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the absolutely, the absolutely last of positively us. Last of Us. <laughs> Honest governor. Honest governor. Definitely The Last of Us this time. It is a bit sad because you do want you want innovation, right? I mean, like Watch Dogs is exciting. Yeah, yeah but you can launch new franchises. But you launch new ones. But that's not to say that, uh, you know, that they're not going to launch any new I, sp- I suppose it's tent polling, isn't it? You yeah. know, like Assassin's Creed is wildly successful, which allows <laughs> them to take... Child. <laughs> which allows them to take risks in other, in other areas and yeah, like innovate sure. with new IPs, like sure. Activision did. You know, Call of Duty la- enabled them to do Skylanders. And also, so, like, franchises don't mean no innovation. Nintendo's a great example of this. Within yes. their franchises, they do great innovations, and Activision does too. Like, within... They they took Spyro and basically like snuck in Skylanders and now Skylanders is its own thing. Yeah. So yeah, franchises are not a bad thing in and of themselves. No, franchises. Quite- and I think the thing is that we've got to accept. Unfortunately, games are so expensive now that pretty much anything's going to get a sequel that may or may not be terrible. Yeah, that's the problem. And you know, there's still going to be a lot of innovation with the indie games. Mm. Still yeah, be, still yeah, those guys yeah. don't need to worry about getting, franchises. Yeah, they're kind of getting their own. 
place, aren't they? I'm so good. pleased that indie games are more and more of a thing on console now because they kind of Xbox Live Arcade in the early days of the Xbox 360 was super for indies, and then it just kind of died because that became difficult to publish for, and Sony weren't really great with PSN, and now you know it's it's a it's a like. Uh, a, push, a, main, a main thing for a Sony is well. We, we've said on the podcast before. If you've got a PS Vita, it's it's fantastic. Mm. It's brilliant for for, it, yeah. for that kind of thing, isn't it? Super. What you want, um, Hideo Kojima? You've Hideo- been you've been licking his 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 salty tears. I have been licking Hideo Kojima's salty salty Twitter tears. Um, <laughs> so Twitter tears. Beautiful people. Um, so Hideo Kojima is depressed by Grand Theft Auto Five. <laughs> Sorry, I just love that headline. Yeah, I'm, I'm just imagining him sitting there just being like... <laughs> I've got to say, that is one of my better moments in journalism, which is kind of depressing, but there we go. Um, so basically, he's been tweeting saying that um, the latest GTA V trailer, the gameplay trailer, which we all loved, I think. Oh, yeah, baby. Um, you know, we've got a shit ton so on, it, on the GTA site. Have a look at it. Um, but that trailer, he said it depressed him because he doesn't think Metal Gear Solid Five will be able to measure up. So he said... And, you know, English isn't his first language, so apologies. GTA Five new trailer was awesome. This free control is future of the game, way higher than anywhere. Makes me depressed, as a matter of fact. I don't think R5 can reach that level. Rockstar's team are the best. Without question, they will pull up the possibility of game. So basically what he's saying is he thinks Rockstar are raising the bar. and For um, everyone. They and do that every he time. He feels a bit fucked off, I guess, about... But they're totally different games, right? They are, but I mean, hmm. I think it, I, mem- I remember when when I saw GTA Five for the first time in in motion, just thinking everybody else must be so pissed off because Rock- Rockstar have the firstly the money and secondly the time to really just sit down and make the best possible game they can make without any because they publish their own games, they have no restrictions at all, and they're phenomenally successful. Mm-hmm. And for that reason, they have vision that nobody else can just possibly. They've got so much freedom, haven't they? Yeah. Like you know, I mean, I always. I was never a massive fan of GTA. I always found it a bit kind of unnecessarily crude in places and stuff. Um, bit like this podcast. Bit like this podcast, yeah. really. Um, fannies. Fannies. But GTA Balls. 4 was all right. But no, I think 5, that trailer, I was like, yeah, no, that's really good, actually. Yeah, I need it, to, I, you know what? Off the high horse. My, my partner has recently controller. been playing through the last bits of GTA 4 because mm. he abandoned it in 2009. And, or, or 9. And, or never, nine. and never played it ever since so he's been playing that last half of that game and it looks balls now really Really? yeah it really does like this is partly because my i think i had to turn off all the processing on my tv because it was making it look terrible but um it's just the thing is it's got so much scope that it's got it's got a tiny amount of detail Mm. like i mean because i remember when i saw five i thought oh it looks like four but better and i went back to four and i'm like oh no no actually (laughs) it looks really a lot better i just remember four looking great and just did it just just, just happy wandering the streets really because it was so much fun but it's just little details like i mean just the faces and stuff are are quite slightly off and there's there's not very much detail on any of the buildings and like through the windows it's just a little texture yeah it's it's like pasted onto and that was all you know it's still an amazing technical achievement of a game but now you go back and compared to five you look at it and you go well I wonder if in five if you bump into somebody they just drop drop their groceries and wander off I wonder if they're still going to do that 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 was a bit that was a bit strange that was immersion destroying wasn't it yeah oh I've I've, sorry accidentally bumped into you you got two huge bags of shopping you're just going to forget about them (laughs) imagine the AI necessary for them to sit down and put them back into the oh my god yeah and then stand up and walk away with them and in this heat what you want is extra processing what they could have just done is kind of gone whoop nearly Instead of dropping them, yeah. whoop, nearly. I just constant <laughs> whoop, nearly. There you go. Take that rock star. Well, that could have saved you a lot of trouble. I've got a bit of a controversial thing because my flatmate who doesn't play games watched me play through The Last of Us. And oh, is no there going to be a spoiler? Here? No, no, no right, spoilers. Okay. No spoilers. So that is a kind of benchmark for him. For gra- he like he literally knows nothing about games. That was it. I showed him the new 
GTA 5 gameplay trailer, as in kind of, get ready, this shit's coming, you're going to be watching a lot of this. And he was like, God, the graphics look awful, don't they? What? And I was like... What? Do they? I don't... I think the problem is what what people kind of want. They they want The Last of Us, but in an open world. And it's like, well, that's not physically possible. No, completely. You can't do that. Like, it's an open world. It's going to obviously not look as good as the incredibly directed and Uh, self-contained Last of Us. But you do see it is kind of... Because it is still slightly caricature-y, right? You know, it's not not 100%. It's hyper-realistic. Hyper-realistic. So, um, yeah, which I get. I just haven't played a game like it for quite a while. Mm. I mean, I didn't not, quite get around to Infinite. It's not physically possible to have an open world game that looks as good as The Last of Us on, on these consoles. The next yeah. ones, maybe. But it's, it's a bit of a shame. A lot of people I know who've played The Last of Us are looking back at other stuff now and being like, it's just, I'm just, it's slightly ruined for me. It does, it does really so, raise the bar, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Makes, it yeah. causes problems. Extraordinary. Mm. What else is news? Miyamoto, this is last week's news. Is it? Yes. Miyamoto teased a brand new Wii U franchise. Take that, Finally. Ubisoft. Um, in an interview with Famitsu magazine, Miyamoto said that Nintendo's working on a brand new Wii U game that isn't part of one of Nintendo's existing franchises. With Mario Kart 8 coming out in the spring of next year, we'll have a good selection available. So I'm thinking, isn't this about time we release something new? Reads the quote. Um, Famitsu's follow-up question was, a new franchise, would that be a brand new title that you'd be working on? And Miyamoto said, I can't talk too much detail right now, but I will say this new title... He was on the toilet. <laughs> he was on the toilet. <laughs> but I will say this new title's been keeping me busy lately. Hmm. This, that would be the first brand new game IP to be released on Wii U by Nintendo, except Nintendo Land, which, which is a launch bit, title. Which has kind of just plagiarised another Nintendo franchise. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. Nint- Nintendo Land was, was really, really Homage. good. It didn't have enormous um, uh, vast ability, which is a mm. horrible word, but it was, it was very good. Is va- were you saying vast ability is one word then? Last ability. Oh, last ability. I thought you said vast ability. <laughs> I, I was nodding, kind of going, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. what the fuck are you <laughs> talking about? To the di- to dictionary corner yeah. after this. <laughs> like, it's the German training. Sometimes I just like push words together and ah, think, right. think they're still a word. Okay. Um, yeah, that, I mean, I guess that's good. It's a bit, but having said that, he hasn't even announced it. So we can't assume a release before what? Middle or end of next year. I think 2015. Yeah, and you're like... Although you've got to, you've got to be faster than that Nintendo series. Is this the thing? You're, yeah, really, thing. really. Two years game. after your console launches, you release a new IP for it? Like, good, there's good stuff in the interim, of course, but like, you know, why have you only just started Listen, this shit? Where's just, my Zelda? Let's just be thankful they're still releasing stuff for it and this they haven't true. kind of quietly forgotten about like it. Like Ubisoft, who were just kind of like, yeah. Pretty much everybody yeah. else is going up on Wii U now. It's so sad. I remember when they announced it, there was this big showreel of developers being like, Wii U, wow, so awesome. Look at the possibilities. Ken Levine and others. Mm. And now, sure enough, nearly a year on, it looks like nobody's developing anything new for it, which is, which is a shame. Just, well, the timing was all askance, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. You, you, they had to back that thing up with a lot of good gaming you know really fast and they failed they yeah. just failed it's the functionality as well it's just so clunky all of it you know like we, when we've tried to do stuff in the office it's, it's, little, it's, it's a not functionality bit. it's clunctionality yeah. there you go Zing. it's a little bit better since the update but still it should have launched it should have launched better than it was oh, anyway well. moving Such on yeah final bit of news for today uh, Ubisoft CEO Eve is he actually called Eve Guillemot Eve, Eve Guillemot oh what a brilliant Eve. name he's, Eve. he's quite he's, he's adorable he's quite short is he yeah should I do this in a French accent maybe, maybe he's on the <laughs> well we have started he a racist trend next yeah. Yeah. Taylor. he stated that the next gen console pre-orders according to some retailers are two times what they saw at the last generation launch at the moment they are really getting more pre-orders than what they saw before more pre-orders more pre-orders, more pre-orders. 
which is good. Yeah, there you go. There you so, go. lots of pre-orders for the new consoles. Although, I was reading, uh, I think it was in today's Guardian. Because oh. I'm, I'm a lefty. Because you're a lefty. Yeah. I'm a lefty Guardian. I live in Walthamstow. That's right. Yes, <laughs> yes. I'm becoming Walthamstow. We read the Guardian here. Yes, near the village, don't yes. you know? Yes. Where, uh, saying that, that they, they forecast that there's going to be something like... I think it was there's going to be 117 million new consoles will be sold of the next gen as opposed to like 130 million of the current gen so interesting they're forecasting a slight dip in the overall number of really? next gen consoles that will be because people are doing just you know phone gaming tablets and stuff and like that tablets and ting well, I can't remember who I was I wrote a news story on I it can't remember who I was I can't remember who I was in a past life <laughs> I can't remember who, I, who said it but I wrote a news story a while ago with um, a big developer predicting that every generation apparently to date um, the numbers of consoles sold have doubled yeah. so he was predicting that it would be 200 or 300 million across the board including Wii U um, which I think is incredibly optimistic yeah. yeah. I mean I think this was back when Xbox One was just announced so I think he was kind of assuming it might become before the backlash it might become this whole new home entertainment device yeah. And but I don't really know how likely that is now well, you don't know. I mean, in the States, maybe they're going to do this whole thing of bundling the Xbox One with cable providers and things like that, yeah, you know, yeah. Direct, yeah. direct TV and, and all that kind so of stuff. So you can use it as a cable box and you can buy games for it. There you go, you see. But that's just not going to happen over here, at least. Certainly not in the you, UK. We don't Sky really do cable, that. do we? No, well, no. But well, I mean, yeah. A friend of mine works at Sky in yeah. marketing and he was like, no, I don't think it's going to happen. It's not going to happen. Obviously, it will still control your Skybox eventually. Yeah. Don't know when that functionality is going to come in, but there you go. But the bundle's gone. Yeah. So we're, what we're looking at is... is, is weird isn't it the more they try and make these these things the hub of your home entertainment focus the less it seems to happen yeah the, the, the more people kind of seem to throw their hands up and shy away from it well, you don't like it i mean at the moment i've got an apple tv and i've got my playstation at home and like i watch Sorry, netflix. i hope you don't get burgled well this is the thing please don't <laughs> uh, but i am um, I, I watch my netflix on the apple tv rather than the playstation because the picture quality is slightly higher for yep, me personally yep, yep. you know so that's how and I, I don't mind switching it over. It's just plugging, unplugging, you know? That's fine. Similarly, I've got an iPod and I've got an iPhone. I don't put my music on my iPhone. I listen to music on my iPod. Right. I just, I don't like consolidating devices. I'm quite happy to have clutter. I've still got an iPod Touch from 2008 that I still use. See? It's like, it's comforting to have all these things. Instead of my brand new phone. Really? I mean, yeah. are we mental? You're quite tech-minded. Are we absolutely mental to kind of consol- not consolidate? I've got a PS3. And I've got a separate Blu-ray player. That's um, how ridiculous. little I can solve it. It's not, though, <laughs> because the standalone Blu-ray player is just better than yeah. the one that's built into the PS3. It just is. Mm. It just is. Yeah. Yeah. But Sony, uh, PS3s um, do a little bit of picture processing, so you're not actually getting the pure image out of the, of the Blu-ray that you should. <sighs> <laughs> Stuart Reed. Fuck <sighs> me, I bored myself. <laughs> Absolutely just bored we don't have anything to contribute to You know what, just on one, one final bit of a news note, uh, talking about Apple... News is, or the rumours are, mm. they are, you know, they're, they're, there's been talk for ages about them launching a television, an yes. actual television. News is they're in discussion with LG about LG producing 4K panels for them. Really? So if and when this Apple device ships, it looks as if it will be a 4K device. Wow. Holy balls. Which will be amazing. That's quite exciting. That will be the first Apple product I'll actually want to own. Does it not get to the point where the human eye just can't see any better? 
me and you, yeah, because well, we're yeah. you know we're blind. Yeah, and uh, if you can't somebody, perceive the difference. Somebody young and fulsome like Luke, however. Hello, hello there. Good. He's got, he's got eyes like a fly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. What that means. I think <laughs> years of video games are slowly destroying my yeah. eyesight. I'm not that optimistic. And uh, now uh, we are moving on to talk about something that's happening on the website. A bit of a change. Yes. Yeah. The most important thing to happen to IGN in a very long time. We we have we are changing our comments uh, and trying to stop them being quite as horrifying as they <coughs> have been for far too long now. Is that because of idiots? It is because of idiots. Like, you know, I, we've we've you know we've met a lot of a lot of IGN like you guys who listen to our podcast and come to events and stuff. And we, we, we meet IGN readers all the time. And I'm I spend a lot of time in comments. And ninety five percent of people in there are actually perfectly lovely. Yeah, ninety five percent of our readers. But the problem is that the arseholes have been scaring the nice people out of the comments threads mm. for the last like you know several years. And it's got to the point where they now dominate the conversation and they don't reflect. The people who read our website at all. I can, you know what? As you're saying that, I'm watching you, and you're absolutely furious about this, aren't you? I can see it in your face. You've got a real yeah. passion about this. Well, yeah, I've, I've been, I've been, I'm very passionate about our comments uh, moderation and stuff because, like, obviously, being a girl on the internet, what you get, you get <laughs> you're a girl. There's no <laughs> such thing. You get a bunch of jackasses. Yeah. And yeah. so I think I probably get more of this shit than some other people. Although we all get shit. Everybody gets shit yeah. in the comments. So we basically just decided to take a stand. There's a letter from our editor-in-chief, um, Steve Butts, who um, has basically summed up, while most IGN comments are respectful and productive, we've let the abusive comments get to the point where they dominate our discussions. When even just one hostile comment is enough to ruin an entire thread, we've got to take our job as curators of our sites more seriously. Mm. The best way to create an appetite is to feed it, and by letting these abusive comments live on IGN, we've been encouraging more of the same. It's long past time for that to stop. Okay, so we're moderating? Yeah, we're, we've got new moderation rules... Um, uh, we're basically see. just no hatred is allowed on okay. our website anymore. No homophobia, no sexism, no personal abuse, no fanboy shit. None of it is is going to be tolerated anymore. The the thing is though, this is going to be a long battle. Of course yeah. it is. Like we've we've hired new people. Well, we're hired. We've brought new people on on board to help us with the comments, and we're taking more of an active role in comment moderation as well. But this is a long. Long-term plan. I think one of the kind of things that I've seen is feedback. Lots of people are like, oh, you're not letting us express our opinions. And that's completely the opposite. What mm. we're doing is creating an environment where you can express your opinions. Um, but the point is, if you ha- if you disagree with someone, by all means attack the opinion, but don't attack the person. Because a lot of you, a lot of people have been doing that, you know? And that's kind of something that I think that's that's not on. That doesn't foster a healthy environment. It's a, it's it's a, go. It's a tricky line to, to walk, though, isn't it? Be- yeah. In bet- you know, between... That kind of moderation and censorship. Yeah, people are talking about freedom. Sure, yeah. freedom but again, like, Americans especially are very obsessed with freedom of speech. So anytime you say, actually, you can't call me a cunt on my website, it's like, oh, freedom of speech. It's like, no, no, you can't walk into my house and call me a cunt. So I'm not right. going to sit here and, and let you call me a cunt. Because it's, it's where we work as much as anything. But I mean, you know, the fact of the matter is you are, you can write within reason, you can write what you want. If you disagree with the score we've given, you know, by all means, politely say why you think it's different. I'm sure everybody who listens to our podcast yeah. is not a moron and yeah. knows this. I don't know but where these people just... come from. That's that's the other main thing. Because, like, again, every single reader of IGN I've ever met has been like, a great person. And most of the people that I talk to on the internet are also great people. So I don't know where these jackasses are, but we're going to root them out. Minority. So if you, if you are one of our IGN readers who's been, you know, depressed by or scared away from the comments in the past few years, we're, we're hoping to win you back. With come this. back. And feel free to upvote comments that you think are good and, like, you know, kind of represent the kind of IGN that you want to see. And then they'll rise to the top. But we've also, um, this is new policy. So if you have any thoughts about our comments, either about, you know, what they were like before, what they're like now, or what we can maybe do to 
make it better, please let us know. Yeah. Again, our email address is ign underscore uk feedback at ign.com. Or, or leave, you know, leave a note in the comments. Leave section. a note yeah. in the comments. And I'll tell you, you're fucking wrong and you should fuck off and die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, Stuart, Stuart's, uh, <laughs> Stuart's not subscribing to these changes. Yeah. But this, this feeds into a bigger thing. Like the whole internet has a problem with comments. Yeah. Like it's what the fuck is that? No, what the whole like? internet has a has a problem with arseholes. Yeah. That's the problem. It, it, you know, because you're hidden away and, and you're not you're not face to face with somebody. I mean, all the shit that we get in comments and stuff like that. You, these people would never dare say any of this to your face no. because they're cowards. And actually, if you talk to people directly, a lot of the time they, they end up apologising. Oh they, yeah, completely. You know, they I don't mean, realise you're a person, or they do, but then they don't think about it until you come mm. back and go, "Well, that's not very nice, is it?" And it's it's the truth. Like when we get bad feedback, if you engage with them, but I mean, having played MMOs for years, it's it's just <laughs> yeah. you know, you, Jesus wept the quality of some of it. Like it's a even people who don't play MMOs know about you know like Warcraft's tr- trade chat and all of that. Like it's just people are dicks behind the anonymity of the internet wow <laughs> um, but people can be great and you know I think that's we want more of those people I really believe in that people the vast, are the great. vast majority I really are. believe that people are great and the, that these dickheads have been stopping people from allowing to express yeah, themselves so I'm, I'm really hoping that this changes and, and, and also I think it's important that we take a stand because hopefully other websites will follow suit yeah good yeah. point that's really important good point as Keza says let us know what you think about the changes some of you have already been uh, writing into us on our new uh, email uh, address yes. ign score UK feedback at ign.com uh, Adrian Hall's written in and he <laughs> he said hi guys I had a great idea for a question here it goes Whee! <laughs> Brilliant! He's really excited. Okay, so He's if you had to choose time. one out of these, uh, so if you had to choose one out of these out of this list to have never existed, what would it be? We'll start with games. Uh, so you've got a choice of four games here to have never existed. <coughs> I'm going to just give to have this, never existed. Yeah, this is for you two. Uh, you've got a choice of one of these four games never existed: Metal Gear Solid, Ocarina of Time, Chrono Trigger, and Final Fantasy VII. Chrono Trigger for me. I think Chrono Trigger only because all of those other games have led to so many other things. Yeah, they've that all may been. Not have happened. They've all kind of been big uh, watershed moments. I think in gaming where like the mediums become more mainstream or like you know. Well, no, like Metal Gear Solid was the birth of the stealth game. I'm sure yeah, somebody yeah. else would have done it, but probably not in the way that Metal Gear has. Yeah. Ocarina of Time was the birth of the 3D adventure game, really. Yeah. So again, really important. And Final Fantasy VII, I think, for the many birth people, of storytelling in video games. Yeah, and it's also the moment that many people show it that. Video games can affect you emotionally, like hugely. Like, yeah. I mean, it's not even a spoiler, but so, the thing that happens, you know. So all sure. those, all those, yeah. I only pick Chrono Trigger. It's an awesome game, but I only pick that one because it would probably have less of an effect on the evolution on the of industry games. as a whole. Okay, second section. These films, four films here. Which one would Oof. you choose never to have existed? Pulp Fiction, The Godfather, Star Wars, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. You guys take this one. I would have to say probably on that list, Pulp Fiction. I would really? Be, I would be quite happy if Pulp Fiction didn't exist. I think Reservoir Dogs is a terrific film. Uh, I, I think Pulp Fiction is fine. It is what it is. I, I, I don't think it's a particularly masterful piece of filmmaking. I think the other three are. Godfather, obviously, is a superb adult movie and changed <laughs> the face of Hollywood in the early 70s. Star Wars... Do you know what? Actually, uh, if you say, if you finish Wars, that sentence, Stuart Reed, I am going to get so cross with Star you. Star Wars is a tough one for me because I'm not a massive fan of Star Wars. But Wait, prequels or original? All of it. Oh, what? They're just, they're just. I like it all. They're just movies. Yeah. So just, my, my secret well, shame is that I don't like Star Wars very much. Either. What is wrong with you two? Well, fine. You know what? I haven't seen The Godfather or The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. So. You right. haven't seen The Godfather? No, I haven't. Even I've Even seen, the Godfather. seen The Godfather. I know, and she's I know, watched I know, four I know. films. I've watched literally four films The Godfather 1, 2, 3, and <laughs> Finding Nemo. That is it. Or Brave, actually. I actually haven't right. seen Finding Nemo. School report, I'm going to give you... I'll even lend you the Blu-rays. Yes, okay. All right, uh, I will give you... F- 
three weeks because we're moving and we're busy and yeah, stuff. Yeah, well, like I'm working that. from home. Not that I'll be doing anything other than working. <laughs> working from- Please tell me Alex doesn't listen to this, but I'll be, I'll be working. I'll be working when we're working from All right, home. Two, two podcasts time. I want a, uh, a school report on at least Godfather Parts 1 and Part 2. Okay, All I'll right? do that. Well, and I'll watch them on the weekends in my own time. Uh, that's right. <laughs> Third section, TV shows, Sopranos, Faulty Towers, Blackadder, and he says, add another one by yourself. I can't think of a good answer since I don't watch a lot of TV. You lazy, <laughs> lazy well, bastard. We'll just give you those three, Sopranos, Faulty Towers, and Blackadder. I'm watching the Sopranos through again right now right. to celebrate James Gandolfini. Aww. And it's so fucking good. Mm-hmm. It's so good. And it's the first, was it the first? Well, I suppose Oz was the first big HBO drama that really redefined television, wasn't it? Mm. Wasn't, was Oz, it? wasn't Oz HBO's first? Yeah, well, I don't know if that really... I, think I don't Sopranos, think it was the same. No, yeah. Sopranos really, really no, came the into the kind of consciousness of, of the entire world. Yeah, Oz I don't think Oz probably didn't. It was, no, it was, it was, it was, it was very much a critical favourite, yeah. but it didn't really find And it was good, but it showed that TV's production values could be high. But anyway, Sopranos, no way that that, that has to exist, because right. that, that, that's made mm. TV worth watching. Yeah. Um, Faulty Towers... I can't imagine a world without Faulty Towers. I, I think Britain would have just fallen into disrepair and we would never have had a cultural or artistic renaissance after the war <laughs> and we'd all just be living in holes. But I just love how it's, it's cross-generational. <laughs> like, it's just, you know, I remember watching that with my like my parents when I was young and I got it because it was funny and they did like it. It's quintessential British comedy. You've yeah. got Stuart, to have that. Favourite Faulty Towers moment, go. Uh, picking up Manuel and smashing his head against the wall wondering where the door is supposed to be. <laughs> is it supposed to be there? Where's the door? Have you put it there? Is it over there? So Love good. Just Luke. amazing physical comedy. Oh my God. I, I don't remember. I think the one with the moose falls on his head. I don't oh God, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, and he's just slightly... And the old major is there talking yeah, to the moose. That's yeah. brilliant. In which case... I, I th- could speak English. I learned it from a book. That's <laughs> uh, that one. Amazing. Ah, In which case, I think we're all agreed we'll all go with D. For this one, which what is was C again? D was add it by yourself. I can't think of a good yeah, answer. Yeah, because so I need, I need Blackadder. That's, that's Black the one. Adder. That oh, Black, I could yeah. do without Blackadder. Yeah. Oh, oh really? Oh yeah, no, yeah. I couldn't oh. do without Blackadder. I could do without that existence. I also really I like the first series. Do you know what Blackadder? I was about to say I could do without the first series. No, what? see, everyone hates the first series because he's so weedly, but I actually find that quite endearing. Also, also Black- <laughs> who does he remind you of in that first season? Joffrey. Joffrey. He is so Joffrey. He is very Joffrey. King Joffrey. Yeah. He's, just, he's this little character. He's all there. Whiny, whiny, yeah. whiny. Everyone taking dumps on him all the time. I think one yeah. of the reasons I don't get Blackadder is that most of its comedy is very pun-based. Yes. Isn't it? And I don't yeah. understand puns. Because it doesn't don't get you? puns. No, no, I have a real problem with puns. I don't get them. Is like, it some sort of autistic thing? I think it's a Scottish thing because my friend, my friend Cara... Was here yesterday and we were trying to work and yeah, it through. We were, we were, we were, there, was a, there was a hash pig. A hash pig? There was a hash pig. Um, <laughs> what? It's like bacon that gets you stoned. It's great. Yeah, Fucking hell. I know. Oh, right. we've got to invent that. We've got bacon to invent the hash jerky, pig. Bacon jerky that gets you stoned. There you go. Awesome. Hash pig. Hash pig. There was a hash pig going around Twitter yesterday, which is video game sitcoms, and yeah. Luke was reading them out, like Deus Ex in the City. Ooh. Deus Ex in the City, very good. And uh, Ever More. It was a very transient. Words, it was a liminal moment. With, you had to words be there. With, words with the pain friends. on your face as you're trying to think of more of those. Well, the best I could come up with was either Animal Crossroads or Animal Crossing New Girl, and then I had to go set myself on fire because I was so <laughs> wow. ashamed of myself. So anyway, Luke was reading these out, and I was like, I don't get it. This is my major failing as a journalist, is that <laughs> I'm so poor at puns. Can't, yeah. can't do bylines. Can't, can't do bylines. No. no, I'm going to clue. Uh, all right, two more of these. Uh, music. This is going to oh, oh, be interesting. You ready for this? So which one of these uh, should never or could you live without, never have existed? David Bowie. Oh, come on. Queen. Oh, God. The Beatles. 
and the Rolling Stones. I literally couldn't live without David Bowie. I actually think life would not be worth living without David I'm Bowie. I'm a big fan of Queen. I like Queen. I think I would get rid of the Beatles. No! I don't. What the f- Okay, now here's the thing. The now here's they the thing. Invented modern rock. Here's, now here's the thing. I agree. They invented like nine. I, songs. I agree that they in, in seven years. Yeah. I have had I've had this argument so many times. I agree that they were great for their time. Not but, for their fucking time. But no, today mm. it sounds what? bland what? and just listless. I don't like the Beatles. I'm so sorry. Bland Get out. I'm so listless. sorry. You're allowed to not like the Beatles, but you can't say they're bland and listless. I just find their music by modern standards. It's underproduced. When was the... La- what? what? I like produced music. Okay. Like you what? like shit music is I what like, you like. I like pop and I like drum and bass and I like oh my God. dubstep and stuff. I like awful music. You, you've, right. you've listened to Tomorrow Never Knows, haven't you? Yeah. Which, is basically, to, um, which is basically modern pop I've listened and to that weird bass. flute one as well. What's the weird... Uh, what? The there's, weird something with, there's something to do with the flute in one of them. I don't know. Brilliant. Oh my God. Right. Okay. I don't Brilliant. think your opinion on this counts. Okay. So you, you, two, you two can debate amongst yourselves. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you right now. I know. That for me, I think it's... I could do without the Rolling Stones. I actually oh, don't really is... like them very much. I was underwhelmed by their Glastonbury set when uh, I watched I, it on you know TV, what? admittedly. To me, I watched their Glastonbury I thought they fucking rocked They're a bar band that just got a little bit ridiculous. Yeah, they got lucky. They, you know, a blues band that started off in the 60s doing loads of cover versions for some reason they just managed to hitch a, a ride on on this massive kind of the pop wave, rock moment yeah. in the in the late 60s and early 70s and yeah. just because they subsumed a massive amount of drugs and shagged a lot of models they they seem to be held up as the pinnacle of of modern pop mm. and rock music personally i don't get it after about i think probably after brian jones died you know game over game over dude uh, i love the rolling stones but for the same reason as for the game selection that we got the yeah. beatles Bowie and Queen. Without those, we wouldn't have we wouldn't have glam rock. We wouldn't have you, you wouldn't pop have Muse idols. without Queen. Yeah. No, we wouldn't have Muse. You wouldn't have any kind of uh, pop identity. You wouldn't have like Bowie invented like basically he invented uh, uh, what do you fucking call them avatars in, in pop mm, and rock. Yeah, you yeah. wouldn't have any yeah. of that. Without the Beatles, you wouldn't have any modern music. You wouldn't have any studio any experimentation. No. no music whatsoever. No, it Beatles. wouldn't. We we'd just be listening to nothing. <laughs> We'd still be listening to uh, that John Cage piece, like that kind of four minutes swing stuff from the thirties. Swing stuff continually. Um, We'd actually still be listening to Cliff Richard, and oh, hang on, we are actually still listening <laughs> hey, to Cliff Richard. There, you could do a lot worse than Cliff Richard. Oh my god, hey, Wired for Sound, nothing wrong with that. And Carrie carries a track. What's what, the, I have? I have never. Who else heard, would have the balls to put the Lord's Prayer to music? I I've never you. heard the song Millennium. Dream? Millennium Falcon? Millennium Prayer? Prayer? I've never yeah. heard the song Millennium Prayer because I've run out of the room whenever it has come on. I've never actually heard it. Do you not like Cliff's Christmas songs then? Do you I not like Mistletoe and Wine? Chris, it actually makes Cliff. me physically hurt to listen Chris, to Cliff Richard. Chris Cliff. <laughs> Cliff is taking you to church. You should be glad about this. <laughs> I, can't, I, can't, I can't deal with Cliff Richard. <laughs> so, right. so I'll go with Stones as well only because they're, well... Yeah. You yeah. know what? For, for the status quo, I'll go with Stones. No, status quo is not on the list, mate. Um, sorry. You've... And finally, last section of uh, books. Which book of this could you do without? <laughs> <laughs> What's he picked? Uh, Lord of the Rings, Watchmen, Sin City, or the Common Sense Book of Baby and Child Care? I think three of those four books. <laughs> I could do that. three of those. That's the Common Sense Book of Baby and Child Care. I Available need... now. If lines are busy, call later. But do call. <laughs> Uh, Lord of the Rings, I'll take. Uh, no, 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 as in that's the only one that I want to keep. Oh, right, okay. Do what you want with Watch, the others. Watchmen? What? What? Uh, Watchmen's awesome. Come Watchmen's, on. Yeah, yeah. Come on. But like, if you think of like, have you read of Watchmen, Lou? No. Right, where well, you can't have an opinion on it. I can. 
I'm going to go into a comedy song. You're going to go into a comments thread and tell everybody else who has read it why they're wrong. Yeah. I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm just going to tell you that you're a fucking idiot for no apparent reason, <laughs> really? without, based on any fact. Not on IGN, you won't. No. Not on IGN. Honestly, Put me in my place. Well, I think we could probably all do without most of those books. If you yeah. think about works of world literature, you could have picked four much better books than that. <laughs> you really could. Yeah. Uh, next piece of reader feedback. Oh, is that are we done? Are we done yeah, with that? Yeah, yeah. Thank you, really Adrian. Good. That was good. Thank fun. you. That was fun. More Adrian, of that, that sort of yeah, thing. I think. We enjoy yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. Would you rather have lobster claws for hands or a snake for a tongue? Give us that kind of question. Definitely a snake for a tongue. Lobster. I would go well. Lobster claws. It'd be very difficult to find a lover with lobster claws for hands. <laughs> Although also snake for a tongue, but an issue. Well, no, come on. Depending. Yeah. Kaz is going down the rabbit hole here. Oh my <laughs> lord. <laughs> I think that's the issue. There we go. So Ashin Singh has sent in some feedback. He said, in the past year, I replayed Psychonauts on the PC, a game which I adored when I originally played it some five to six years prior on the PS2. The gameplay still still holds up pretty well, though its main, drawback, its main draw is a great sense of humour. Um, my question to you lot is, what games do you hold in high regard that you've recently replayed without cringing? Also, have you felt your, did you find that your style of playing that game had changed much? Hmm. Well, you're wanting about GTA. I mean, GTA 4 graphics, I suppose, is one of them, isn't it? Like, well, I, I could play. I could replay GTA, but there's so many. Th- that's that's actually one of. That's the opposite. Like, you play GTA 4, and the mission design, the checkpointing, and the the way it looks old now are quite difficult to tolerate. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Not yeah. being able to go anywhere you want to go at the start of the game and bug, bug the hell out. Doesn't really irritate. Even playing it at the time, I remember that bugging the hell out. And you me. can get two. You can get within 30 seconds of the end of a mission, and then have to go right back yes. to driving to said mission. Really? That again, that, that yeah. wouldn't be tolerated now. Well, I mean, I, I game. the one that I've always wanted to is Morrowind because I loved it. And I, oh, that's, my, simple, that's unplayable now. Because this is the thing. In my head, it is the best of all the Elder Scrolls, but I haven't played it since it was released. And I used to love, you know, having to walk everywhere, no re- like minor fast travel, because um, I felt it created more of a world. But given the size of the world today, I think if I went back, it would drive me fucking bananas. I went back to Super Mario 64 um, a couple of weeks ago. Extraordinary game. It is so perfect. It's it's really? an absolutely perfect video game. There is nothing wrong with it at all, and you know the way it looks. Even uh, you know, all right, the graphics aren't good now, but that doesn't fucking matter. It's got the most perfect control system. It's got awesome. Just the whole design of it is so beautiful and it's so precise. I've I've never played a better game than it. I don't think. Wow. So that's one I've replayed without cringing. My only my only big fear is that Final Fantasy X HD is obviously coming out, and I Final Fantasy X is my favorite <laughs> game of all time. Played it when I was thirteen. Cried like a child for about an hour at the ending. And I'm absolutely terrified that I'm going to play it. Because I saw um, a trailer the other day, and I was like, ooh, this doesn't look as engaging as I remember. And I'm terrified that I'm going to have grown up or it's going to have gotten worse, and then all my dreams will have come to aught. Pretty much. <laughs> Is there anything so. you played recently that has stood up? Replayed. That has stood up? Yeah. Mm, I don't really go back. I'm not really one for replaying old games. No. no. It's not really anything. Life's too short. Yeah. I don't have time to play the new games. Do you ever, that re- I want do you ever to play. replay old uh, replay? Re- <laughs> reread old books. I play, yeah, yeah. No, Some, not often. Here's the thing: I'll, I'll rewatch old movies, and of course, I'll listen to old music. Yeah, but, but games and books probably not so much. No, I read. I read um, mostly. I don't tend to reread things unless I'm working on them for, like, a university. Obviously. Yeah, like a reading list of about sixty books that I had to read six or seven times. I mean, I, the only thing I can kind of say is like you know, games like MMOs take time off, come back to them. And I don't know. I did that for Warcraft, and I don't know. I think it's it's a very different game than it once was. I've started I've started replaying games lately. Maybe just because I'm getting to that stage of life where nostalgia starts to set in as a thing. Mm. So I'm playing twenty four, twenty five, nearly. <laughs> <laughs> God, <laughs> all downhill from here, yeah. Kes. Uh I did find that 
most of them don't. I mean, Nintendo actually, their games tend to hang up because they're they're just very well designed. Mm, yeah. and, but a lot of other games um, don't ever. And that's new because obviously with films, like it's not like you watch a film now and think the graphics are shit or the controls are rubbish. Although some well, of the shooting well, things, sometimes the, sh- the yeah. way it's shot and stuff, yeah, is, is See, I, I, I out did, and it's paced weird. That's right. The pacing is 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 different now, isn't it? Films yeah. are films are you know if you. I think one example that I tend to bring up is Bullet. Everybody goes on about this amazing film with Steve McQueen, you know, Bullet, and it's got this incredible car chase. Uh, it's not that good. It's quite boring. It's really slow. And even the car chase is dull mm-hmm. because we're so, you know, we're, we're used to things being cut to a much faster rhythm and a much mm. faster pace. I struggled also- with anything before 1995, which is bleak. <laughs> but also, also you the, wow. the uh, well, you're going to struggle with The Godfather. Yeah. My, my, my family is a cinema family. My, my family had the first chain of cinemas in Scotland mm-hmm. called the Cameo Cinemas. So we, we were a big cinema family back then when, when cinema was starting in the 1910s, 20s, 30s. And uh, so my mum was brought up in a kind of cinema culture. And she watches a lot of films from the 50s, 40s, 50s, 60s. Mm-hmm. And I find a lot of those, they're like filmed plays, like completely yeah. static shots. And the acting's very hammy because they're used to stage acting. And I find that difficult to watch because it totally takes me out of it. So mm. I have trouble appreciating films from, from that era of cinema, classic mm. era of cinema, just because it just, it's not that they're worse, it's just they're very different. They are very different. Yes. They're worth watching, I think, for the story alone sometimes, though. Yeah. Um, that this is why I'm a big fan of all the Ealing comedies from the, the the 40s and 50s because even though they are quite stagey and well actually they're not all that stagey but but the acting can be a little bit stagey mm. the the stories behind them are so good they're, they're so smartly written that you overlook that I would suggest uh, that says a lot I would suggest the Lavender Hill Mob if you haven't seen an Ealing comedy mm. because that's great it's a heist movie. But but a very 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 English genteel heist movie. Very nice. Very nice indeed. Terrific movie out on Blu-ray now I think as well. So check it out, Kez. Check Wiki, it out, I everybody. Will. Then we've got one last piece of feedback. Yep. Um. So Cameron Amoyles is talking about the PlayStation Plus PS4 requirements. He says, "Hi guys, just want to ask you for your opinions on Hello the requirement everybody. of PlayStation Plus to be able to play online on the PS4." Do you think that the attempt to create greater incentive to subscribe to the service is affected at all by the PS4's relatively low price point? Then he goes on to say, um, it makes sense from a business point of view, which he agrees with, but he finds it irritating that he's already going to have paid a lot for a console um, and then, you know, he then needs to spend a little bit more every month for Plus. Yeah. Personally, I don't. I kind of think it's... You haven't had to pay for PS Plus for all... Or, you know, you can still... On the PS3... You've never had to pay to play games online, right? But that's because their online gaming infrastructure is terrible. And if you had to pay for it, you'd be upset. Yeah, but this is the thing. You've you've got free multiplayer forever long. And it's much better, you know. The incentives are huge. They're brilliant, yeah. you know. Plus is so good, man. You get so many free games. So much free stuff. Like you you I pay mean, for it and they give you it back basically in the first month really? of free games. He, yeah. does, he doesn't say where he's from because obviously Europe, I think it's kind of widely... I assume Europe. Europe. I mean, it's widely agreed that Europe and Australia get better content on the PS Plus than um But this is the thing we've been playing for I've been playing for Xbox Live for nearly 10 years and it's never given me free stuff Yeah and it basically makes all the basic functionality of online unavailable without a subscription Mm. but the thing is that because it was so much better than Sony's you kind of could sort of swallow paying for it but now that Sony's is well if if the thing is they're going to have to make it lots better right Yeah because if it's still shit and you have to pay for it With all that social integration I assume they're going to They couldn't even do party chat Yeah But I mean this (laughs) is the thing like just looking at kind of you know you can still play all your single-player games without it and stuff, so it depends what you want. You I think know? Plus is an awesome deal. You should you should sign up for Plus if you're a PlayStation Yeah, player. like, all, multiplayer on all your games, you know, access to demos and things, and a free game every free month. Free shit. So you know? much free shit. Loads I, of free shit. They've got to make money somewhere, like, you know. 
Poor, yeah, poor Sony. They've got to make money somewhere. Poor hey, they're back in profit for the first time in like seven years. Are you really that keen to take it away from them? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I am, yeah. <laughs> All right, that's it for feedback. Uh, let us know uh, what you think of the feedback or if you want to give us feedback. Or feedback, feed, feed, feedback, feedback, feedback. Feedback. Feed, feedback. 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 Comments. IGN underscore UK feedback. We're making a lot of the same jokes today, Stu. Don't know what's going on. What's out this week in the world of games and films? Dick all. Well, Dynasty Warriors 8. What's that? It's, it's got quite a good review. It has got a good review. Apparently it's very good uh, for its... I'm, I'm not going to buy it, I'll be honest. It's, it's Romance of the Three, Three Kingdoms, uh, Chinese, Japanese... It's, but it's like a hack slash. and slash kind of yeah. thing. I'm quite tempted by it. He's literally yawning. That was really impressive. Sorry. It was like a yawn on demand. <laughs> I'm quite tempted by it, <laughs> shockingly. So of course it makes Stu yawn, because he hates everything I like. <laughs> That's not true. Oh, no. no way. Well. It is, yeah. If you, if you like that kind of thing. It's one of those classic if you like that kind of thing games. How about movies? Um, the World's End, the third film in the Cornetto, uh, three Cornetto Flavours trilogy by Edgar Wright, starring Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Who's is... seen it? Have you? Have you? I did. I went to see it. I went to see it. I didn't week. see it. I'm so excited because I never get to go see films. What was it like? <laughs> what did you think of it? I loved it. I thought You've it was really good. You've seen the other two. You've seen Hot Fuzz in Shaun of the Dead. I've seen Hot Fuzz in Shaun of the Dead and I'm a big Spaced fan. Um, I think the thing was for me though, I found it quite sad because in Spaced... No one can hear you scream. Hey! In space, all these dudes are like, you know, my age, 25, 5-ish. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of watching all those people as 40-somethings. Mm-hmm. And I was a bit like, oh, it's a bit depressing. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit depressing. Yeah. Uh, but the, the, the film isn't about that. The film's kind of about whether it's possible to grow up without... Growing up. Becoming an adult without growing old. I've Grow heard, up without growing old. I've heard quite a lot of conflicting reports about Simon Pegg's character. Like, people either love him or hate him. Oh, he's a dick. Yeah. But it's fine. Like, I don't, you know, you don't need to like the main character in a film, do you? Well, no, but it's I don't kind of like Tony but Soprano. You've always, but you've always kind of liked Simon Pegg, right? As a character. Yeah, like, so, from so, what I understand, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost have almost swapped characters. Yeah. Nick, Nick Frost is the sensible one, Simon Pegg is the daft one. Very this. much, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Simon, Simon Pegg is the daft one is, is difficult to get used to if you're yeah. used to. But, but yeah, it's good. It's, um, it's, uh, I think it's great. I, I think we'll see it. You've made me want to go and watch Space again, actually, which yeah. is probably, going back to the earlier email, probably one of the TV shows I would not want to live without. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if you're in San Diego, go to Comic-Con. We're there. San Diego. There's we've got live streams. And if you're not in San Diego, we've got yeah. live streams of all the Comic-Con stuff. We've got loads of Comic-Con things on the site. It's only going to get more over the weekend. Tilly's there. If you see Tilly... Uh, Careful, he's probably drunk. Say, yeah. you're, say you're fucking Chris Tilly to yeah. him. Yeah, he'll love that. Yep. He will, he will love it. He loves it. And we love you. Thanks for listening. It's been an absolute pleasure to do the final podcast from this knackered old building. Yeah. I'm convinced when we slam the door on this place for the final time, the whole place is going to come down in rubble. Yep. But I think we're going to look forward to uh, inviting you to our new home yes. next yeah. week. Which is also well, on next Oxford week. Street, by the we're way. We're not inviting you next week. No, no but <laughs> we're inviting you. We, we're inviting your ears to listen to a podcast in the new home. But it is it is <laughs> happening next. We are on Oxford Street still as well. We, we are. did mention that earlier. Yeah. Uh, we are. So yeah. If you want to stalk us. Yeah. Don't. Come, Come touch us. No. no, don't say that. Because people will. Wow. Well. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Have a great weekend. Bye. Bye.